get involved with possessed people. Actually, it's more of a guideline than a rule. And I know what I saw, and that's not what you're telling me what I saw. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh. Joining us today is our good friend, Mr. Jason Koopsik. What's up, pal? Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> A little sleepy. Yeah. A little sleepy. I'm not working too hard today. Well, I'm not working too hard most days, but today <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing much. <laughs> now, I got to ask, though, man, like, uh, you had a pretty big weekend this past weekend. How did it go with the paranormal conference and all that stuff? Uh, it went pretty good. I mean, the conference itself didn't have a lot of people because it was the first year. And I don't know how much advertising they did. Right, right. But um, they had a few turnout. And we we mostly had people turn out for the investigations themselves, which were awesome places. I mean, and now I have the hookup to get there anytime I want. She basically said that yeah, just let us know a weekend you want to come out and we'll let you in and you oh my can God. for the night. Dude, yeah, that would be so, so freaking awesome. The theater was amazing. The jail was really cool. Wow. Um, we got to explore, like, the top and bottom, and that's, like, one of the hidden perks of being a paranormal investigator is you get to go into these places and go into parts that the public don't just don't go into. Right, right. So we were in the basement, what used to be the ground level floor, but the basement of this theater that the it was used as a Civil War hospital and all kinds of stuff down there. And, you know, there's not much down there now, but there's just the history of the places. There's just the feeling of being in there. That's pretty phenomenal because they do uh, tours and things there, don't they? I don't know if they do tours there. Okay. I mean, I don't know how busy they get there. I know that they have a few like local high school choir shows and, and stuff like that at that theater. Sure. I don't know because she was talking about how when we come out, you know, they keep the the heat on at about 50 during the winter because they don't really use it and they don't have a reason other than the plaster freezing and falling off to keep <laughs> right. it warm. So I don't know right. how often they actually use it. And I didn't see any signs for tours. I think I think you can just go for, for five bucks they'll walk you around. But I don't okay. think they'll take you down into the basement because it was pretty pretty cobwebby. Yeah. And, we, you know, there's a hole upstairs to that place that is unused and it's like 20 foot ceilings and there used to be the administration offices oh my god and they just have storage up there and the only way to get up there is through a makeshift stepway from when they remodeled the place they just left it up there wow and see like you said before man that's just kind of one of the perks of uh doing the whole like paranormal investigating thing is you do you get to see these places that 
you know, in certain places and certain areas that most people don't get to see on an everyday basis. That's, it's huge, man. It's awesome. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Now, do you have anything, uh, anything coming up? Well, I, um, it's not 100% confirmed. Right. But I'm pretty sure, because Shane Stone from Phenomena Enema asked me if I wanted to do their weekly paranormal news segment on their podcast, you know, just record it and they'll plug it in. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be doing that. So I'll be on that podcast, you know, for five minutes or whatever. Talk to paranormal news once a week now as well. That'll be sweet. Um, and I finally, I don't know if I mentioned in the last week's, but I finally found a co-host. His name's Brian. Right. In the Dark podcast. Now, how is that going? That have you guys, you guys I, have recorded, right? I've only, well, no, I've only done the one that's online right now. Okay, We're okay. starting, we're going to do every other week, and we're going to record the first one with him next Monday, where I'll be interviewing him so people get to get to know him, and I'm letting him pick the topic, topic which I don't know what it is yet, and obviously I'm going to try to keep the topics different from the ectoplasm show, because I don't want to overlap. Oh, I hear you, I you hear know. you. That is but we're only going to do it every other week, and if you know if we get more popular and we get more time, we might do it every week. But yeah, next week his name's Brian. He is the founder of a group here in town called Three Doors Paranormal, which I've talked to him for years, but I've never met him until now. That so is freaking cool. sweet. No, that'll be a lot of fun. You know, I didn't think that podcasting would be as fun as it actually is, or as it's gotten to be, I should say. Um, I don't know. I just never thought that, you know, I mean, I went to school for broadcasting, you know, so it was more yeah. or less like a job for me and like assignments and shit like that. And I hated it. I absolutely hated it. But it's, it's different when you're, you're talking about a, a topic that you are actually interested in. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, not only that, it, it I like it because it reengages me in, in studying things that I love to study, and it, it gets me back into, like, like the topic this week, Halloween. Yeah, I yeah. kind of knew some of the back stuff, but yeah. you know, we get to research more interesting stuff that we like. Exactly. It's something I've always done, but, you know, this just gets me even more, you know, into learning about this stuff. I absolutely love it. And, you know, this is such a a busy, busy freaking week for me. This being, you know, the week of Halloween. Um, Like, I have a lecture tonight. Um, I did a radio show in Omaha, Nebraska yesterday. Um, And then I'll be doing on Friday night. Uh, So I guess once this actually hits, you guys will be able to listen uh, to the Pat and JT after dark show on Q98.5 FM, which is out of Omaha, Nebraska. Um, But I'll be doing a live investigation from an undisclosed location. Like, they haven't even told me where the hell we're going yet. So, it's pretty cool. It'll be interesting. They said it's a cemetery-like place. Cemetery-like place? They said it's like a cemetery-like place. It's all they're giving me. That's it. Uh, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I have no idea. Interesting. Yeah. 
I tell you what, though. This Friday, I'm doing uh, my little bit on the radio about haunted and scary dolls. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started on the damn dolls. Oh, my uh, God. Dude. The guy... The guy John Weir that does the show, yeah, yeah, let it slip that he is terrified of dolls. To me, so oh, I've absolutely. been like blasting him on Twitter with pictures of scary dolls <laughs> all week. I love it. And we were going to do like because we were going to do last week. We were going to do uh, the Nazi occult stuff with him as well. Right, right. But last week was actually his wedding anniversary, so I didn't. And I was busy anyway, so we didn't do it last week. And then we were going to move it to this week. I was like, we got to do Haunted Dolls, man. It's Halloween. <laughs> it's something you are afraid of. Right, exactly. And I w- I'm actually going to bring in a ventriloquist dummy that my friend Mike bought not you too know, long ago. That's my thing, is the ventriloquist dummy dolls. And I tell you, it was the one, the very stereotypical dummy that had the black suit uh huh. Yeah. Okay. So it's a, it's you know the more popular model. If if you remember back to like the Goosebumps series by R. L. Stein, uh huh. There was a story about um I don't even remember the damn name of the doll, but he had a doll just like that in the story. Scared the piss out of me. But I remember specifically being at my grandparents' house and. Which, ironically, is the house that I ended up buying from them. So, the house that I live in. When I was, like, literally two or three years old. Playing with that doll. And I remember its mouth opened. By itself. Seemingly by itself. Its mouth opened. Now, obviously, it could have just been the string got loose and yada yada. But, scared the shit out of me. I threw the doll across the room and ran like hell. I fucking hate dolls. <laughs> yeah, this doll's name is name is Norman. Mike named him Norman after Norman Bates. <laughs> that is so funny. And um, yeah, I'm, I've I've found some good stories. Oh. And if anybody out there, if anybody out there is on Twitter, look up at J O N K M B Z and send him your scary. Because yeah. uh, yeah. it'll be a right, you know, this will be the release today that I'll be in there so we can blast them with Dude, all these Dude, we could have a lot of fun with this. We could have so much fun <laughs> with this. Oh my God. Oh, there was something I was going to say. I don't even remember what it was now because the goddamn dolls. Ugh. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, speaking of the dolls and the haunted dolls, there was somebody on Facebook that I am uh, friends with or whatever, and she had purchased a quote-unquote haunted doll from some website somewhere, okay? I have no idea any specifics. What's interesting about it, though, is she didn't even take the damn doll out of the package that it came in. So, I mean, it's still in the United Postal Service package. And she put her K2 meter up to it, and it started, like, flickering and, and doing weird things. And sure as shit, she would take the the meter away and it would do nothing and then she would put it up to the box and it would do something so she was like well this is promising because i mean she bought what she thought was a haunted doll you know so i don't know man like it was weird and i was just like screw that like why would you even want to why even try it like no just no hell no (laughs) well yeah i mean um I don't know. It's kind of bringing it into your house. 
Exactly. They just have to think about. Um, I know Chucky is a oh, is a fictional character, of course, but he's very real there to are me. He is very real, real stories to me. like that. Oh yeah, Ugh. and this is something that could you know a haunted object is a haunted object, but this is one that potentially can run after you. Oh God, man! Don't say things like that. <laughs> <laughs> Little feet, pitter patter. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was just thinking of. It's like, like running across the damn floor. Oh my god. No. Hell no. All right. Let's let's get to the topic and off the damn doll. Right. <laughs> I was going to mention before I had to change my plans for Halloween. Actually. Oh man, what do you got? Uh, what do you got going on? I. I I can't say. I was originally going to go to a place that I'd been to before, and um, I most of like most of the people in my group kind of backed out of it for whatever reason. Sure. But I still was going to go, but then the last weekend on Saturday, I got a message through Facebook from a guy, and he got into a place that is a place that nobody can get into. Oh my it's god! It's going to be me and him, and and I'm not allowed to say where. That's okay. Um, at least not right now. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm super excited about it. We're going to go down there Friday night and spend the night there. Dude, that's going to be fun. Or Saturday night, not Friday night. Right, right. So actually, on Halloween, we are going to go to this place that has a reputation, but nobody, as far as I know has ever been allowed in there because wow. it's still an actively like used facility. Holy There's shit. There's just parts of it that are old and abandoned that we get to go into. Dude, that's amazing. Oh my god. That is freaking cool. Yeah, you're gonna have to definitely let us know if you catch anything cool. You don't have to necessarily say where you're at. Yeah. Yeah, just tell us if you uh, find some cool stuff, you know. Because that's nuts. Absolutely nuts. So, the topic, obviously, today is for, or is about Halloween. Um, and, you know, I don't know. When I think of Halloween, or when the majority of people, I guess, like, think of Halloween, what do we think about? We think about, you know, kids dressing up in costumes, going trick-or-treating. We think of, uh, I don't know. College girls dressing up like a, a slutty nurse or or a slutty schoolgirl or a slutty anything. <laughs> yeah, nowadays. Right. I mean, it kind of seems like the even the decorations now, yes. it's either there's, there's extremes in it. And there it's are. not like that in other, like, either there could be one house. With like cute little ghosts out front, and right. next door it looks like a murder scene. Yeah, you don't want to. You there's, just like don't even want to walk up there because you're like, oh, f it. Well, no. I mean, the, but there's no other holidays that there's different. I mean, there are different kind of decorations for Christmas, but not like that. Not a different <laughs> extreme like that. No. Do you imagine Easter if it had a oh shit an extreme thing like that? Like I mean, a crucifixion scene know. or <laughs> like. Like, oh my god, if somebody put up a cross and like a fake Jesus and just blood and guts and shit all over the place, like just like hanging there, how many people are going to want to just, oh, that'd be nuts. Well, I mean, Halloween now has got a sense it's supposed to be scary, but I don't, it was right. never, a, there was, there were certain aspects to it originally, even back in the day that was scary, but it was never 
meant to be a scary ha- holiday. You know, we have kind of taken that aspect of it and just kind of ran with it. Um, you know, and like you said, you know, but let's let's get into this um, a little bit. What did you find as far as um, you know some of the history behind Halloween itself? Okay, because this well, is I interesting. Mean, it's interesting I looked up stuff. the origin of trick-or-treating, which is basically where the actual holiday came from. Um, the oldest that anybody has been able to find is an old Celtic tradition. Right. And it actually celebrated the end of their year by dressing up as evil spirits. Okay. And they believed that we moved from one year to the next, the dead and the living would overlap and demons would roam the earth. And the idea was you dress up as a demon so that if you came across a real demon, he would mistake you for another demon and not attack you. Yeah, and they'd just leave you alone. That's yeah, very, Yeah, the, cool. the trick-or-treating part came from, it grew into... Um, people would dress up and go door to door, even adults that were poor, and do little dances or little little things and get a, like your money or food. <laughs> I love them. it. I love it. And, that's, and you then know, like now like honestly man, like uh I don't even want to say how much money we've spent this year alone just on candy. And it's yeah. not even for me to eat. Damn it. I found that uh, it's actually confirmed that Halloween is the second highest grossing commercial holiday behind Christmas, and it's close. Like Seriously. It's close amount we spend on Halloween is Christmas. You know, I could I could and see that. Just yeah, with the decorations. I mean, Christmas, and a lot of the money that's spent is spent for gifts. Correct. Where on Halloween, they don't have gifts other than candy. Right, right. So just most of that money is for decorations and I mean, candy. Yeah. But, but, I mean, I guess I could see that because, yeah, the decorations themselves, which, you know, they're cool as hell. Um, but, yeah, they, they can get pretty freaking pricey. Um, one thing that I did see that I will be purchasing, just by the way, anybody that wants to come to my door, <laughs> is uh, I'm going to... I got this DVD of uh, really scary ghost things. It's like... They look like real apparitions. And they kind of float around and they scream at you and things like that. But it's pretty terrifying, actually. And especially when you put it up to, uh, hook it up to a projector. And <laughs> it, it will, it will scare the living shit out of you. It really will. It's really, really cool. So this, this year could be very interesting over at my place. So I'm going to see how many kids I can make poop their costumes. So we'll so see. Later on in history, when the church kind of got involved with it, as they do with most things, it yeah. became hollow, hollow mass or hollow mass. Hollow mass, yeah. And that's when the tradition of going around and, and begging for food and money started, and they called that souling. Souling. S O U L I N G. They would go around and they would trade songs and prayers for food and money and the ones that did it were called solers wow which is weird to think about the, the connotation that name to them right they, they basically would go around and pray for your soul 
or sing a song for your soul in exchange for that blessing, quote unquote, wow. you would get money and food. Dude, that's or insane. Food or, or whatever. Or you just get the door slammed in your face. <laughs> so, where did the whole thing come about where we now say, you know, trick or treat? Does it say anything on there about about that? I, um, I just wondered, like, how I, that even came to pass. I didn't find that. Okay. You know what? I should have wrote that down. But, but no, it's fine. Um, I do have some other Halloween facts that I found that are really interesting. Sweet. Okay, so according to ancient Roman records, tribes located in today's Germany and France traditionally wore costumes of animal heads and skins. Ooh. So they would actually, like, kill an animal and wear its body. Oh, my God. I don't know if they would go around and and do things, but that was their, their tradition on what is around the time of Halloween. That's amazing. And they think that that's kind of where costumes came from. And that makes sense. That would totally make sense. But damn, man. Like, kill an animal just to basically wear it? Ugh. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, nasty. Oh, and in doing research, I found out, and, and some people may know this, and I kind of knew a little bit, but where jack-o'-lanterns used to, originally came from? Yeah, I want to hear this, for sure. So they used to be made of turnips and potatoes and beets instead of pumpkins. Whoa. Because they were originally carried around as lanterns. Really? And they came from an Irish tale about a man named Stingy Jack. S-T-I-N-G-Y Jack. Ooh. And Stingy Jack, who was out one night getting drunk with the devil. What? And... They decided that instead of spending their money for the drinks, that the devil would turn himself into a coin, and they would pay, and then afterwards the devil would turn back into the devil, and they would have gotten their drinks for free. Nice. But instead, after the devil turned himself into a coin, Jack placed that coin in his pocket with the crucifix, and the devil was unable to transform back into the devil. Wow. And he bartered a deal with the devil that he would let him free if the devil would leave him alone for a year and never ask for or never take his soul in the future. Okay. So he released them. And then after a few more years, he ran into the devil again. Oh, damn. And he was able to trick the devil again. He wanted some fruit out of a tree. He told the devil, asked the devil if he could get some fruit out of a tree for him. And when the devil went up the tree, he carved a cross in the stump in the uh, base of the tree, and the devil couldn't come down, and he was trapped up there. So he made another deal with the devil, asking the devil to leave him alone for another 10 years. For 10 years So then, when Jack died, he wasn't allowed, like, God did not allow him into heaven. Okay. He was not worthy to go into heaven. So Probably because he was out drinking and carrying on with the devil. <laughs> trying to match the devil shot for shot, you know? <laughs> yeah, so he had already made the deal with the devil that his soul couldn't be taken, so he was trapped. 
here on Earth. And the only thing he was given, he was allowed to have, was a burning coal. So he took that coal and put it in a turnip, and that is the origin of, of the, jack- the jack-o'-lantern. Wow. So people would hollow out, they would hollow out, like like you said, like turnips and things like that? Yeah, turnips and beets, little, little things little like that things. that had a hard outer shell. Right. And they would place a little lantern in there, and that they would carry it around on Halloween. Wow, dude. That's like really, really cool story. Um, and Jack O' Lantern is actually comes from Jack, Jack of the Lantern. So Stingy Jack, then. Yeah, Stingy Jack turned wow. into Jack, Jack of the Lantern. Wow. And we don't even think about shit like that. No, we just call it a jack o' lantern because we always have a traditional Halloween. This is—I don't know how old this story is, but it's pretty old. It's an Irish folk tale, and it has to do with ghosts, and that's part of where ghosts and Halloween come together. Sure, sure. From the jack o' lantern, dude. That is a very, very cool story, though. And one that I have never heard. I'd never heard that story before. Yeah, neither had I. I was like, I have to write this whole thing down. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I found it really interesting. That is nuts, man. And I love every second of it. That's freaking cool, though. But, I mean, I'm just trying well, to think. Was... What's that? Uh, go ahead. No, I was just trying to imagine the uh, the dude sitting there trying to match the devil. Shot for shot, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just, yeah, well, I think I think he got the name Stingy Jack because he was well. Obviously, he wasn't fit to go to heaven, even though he was able to trap the devil a few times. So I yeah, think I was going to say like he's a thief or or something. He got the name Stingy before this. Well, he was evidently pretty crafty. You know, yeah. if he was able to uh, con man, yeah, apparently. And he uh, kind of screwed the devil over there a couple times, which is, you know, awesome in itself. But damn, man, it's just crazy. But it, it also it tells me, hey, you could probably trick the devil pretty easily. Yeah, the Maybe devil doesn't come. But now, yeah, he doesn't come off like very smart, like in the, in the story. Oh my gosh, that's freaking funny though. So yeah, but like you said, you know. We don't we don't think about anything like this now, like the history of of Halloween, the origin of Halloween. You know, we just don't think about things like, like that anymore. Um, yeah, I mean, and that goes to with with a lot of things. People just don't care about the backstory or history of things as much as they used to. Right. Some it's, of people kind of know and. I don't know. The traditions kind of get lost, you know, as all things do over time. Sure. But there's another one. Cabot, it used to be called, Halloween used to be called Cabbage Night in a few American towns. Cabbage Night? Yeah, and I okay. couldn't find a lot on this, but it was a few towns, and the girls would use cabbage stumps to predict information about their future husbands. Wow. I don't know how. I didn't really go into that, wow. but yeah, it was just one of the facts I found. One of the interesting things they there's still, and this was in America, so I mean, it's 
relatively in the last few hundred years. I don't know when do they still if they still practice this in some towns, but wow, dude, that's pretty cool stuff. Night. Then cabbage night. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm trying to look here um, where it says I Halloween. Found what the fear of Halloween is? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Hit that. <laughs> um, the term for the fear of Halloween is Samhainophobia. Okay, because Samhain is a it's a Celtic festival, isn't it? Yes, it was the original the name orig- for the Celtic festival. Okay, exactly. So yeah, Samhain. Um, it, it I think it it's Samhain is how it's actually like pronounced or whatever. Uh, because it means summer's Probably. end. That's what it's... Okay, yeah. Right here it says summer's end is what it actually translates to. But it's exactly like what you were saying. Uh, modern Halloween, though, it says... Uh, came to the United States when, obviously, European immigrants uh, brought their varied you know, Halloween costumes over with them. And then it says in the second half of the 19th century... America was flooded with immigrants, uh, new immigrants, including the, you know, Irish fleeing from, you know, potato famine and things like that uh, in 1846. And then by combining Irish and English traditions, um, you know, Americans then got the whole trick or treat tradition. So in the later 1800s, the holiday became more uh, centered on community and in the 1920s and 30s. Halloween became a secular but community-centered holiday. <laughs> so, I tell you what, man. Last year, I don't know if anybody else has has this problem. <laughs> and I, I call it a problem. But, you know, last year, we didn't have Halloween in this town. We did, but it wasn't on Halloween. I was a little no? upset. No, I was so pissed about this. We had to do it, and I don't even remember when it actually was. It was either a few days before or a few days after the fact. I'm like, this is not fucking Halloween. This is not Halloween. And the reason hey, why... I'm Iowa in their weird ways. Oh, and I tell you what it is. It was, it was because during this time of year, there are a lot of things going on, especially with... Um, um, I guess they're, it's playoff time for football and for volleyball all at the same time going on you know at the same damn time so everybody is playing a sport at some point in time all the time around here um and it's great because the kids you know the kids that are involved in the sports are doing good enough to at least make the playoffs or whatever so you know congratulations to them but damn it it's like how do you change a holiday how do you say, no, we're not going to celebrate Halloween on Halloween. We're going to celebrate Halloween like two days before Halloween. Like, I, I just don't get it. <laughs> because- they should have opened it up to, okay, so if if everybody is busy on the day that Halloween is, if there's a majority of people that are busy or whatever on Halloween, right. maybe they could open it up to, okay, from the 29th, through November second, if you you can go, if people feel like allowing trick or treaters to their house, we'll keep it open for right. people that can't go on Halloween. 
but to just say, oh, well, we're going to cancel Halloween and move it trick-or-treating yeah, to this day. Because we want to watch. I mean, there's always going to be somebody that has something they have to do. Absolutely. And the thing is, like, I was just, I was very pissy about it. Because, number one, Halloween might as well be Christmas for me. Okay? Like, I love it. Um, And to basically, you know, be denied that, like, in my town or whatever... I was a little pissy about it. Now, my daughter didn't give a shit. You know, she's five at the time. And all she wanted was, you know, a bag full of candy. You know, she doesn't care as long as she got the damn candy. So it really didn't uh, bother her. But they just figured, the people of the town figured, or I should say the, uh, you know, the uh, whatever you call them. The hell do you call them? Council. The The city council. council. Jesus Christ. Like, I couldn't even, like, total brain fart there. Yeah. The city council uh, got together and decided, well, 80, 90% of the town is going to be at the game. I'm like, well, that's probably not true. (laughs) So they're like, we're going to move what they call beggar's night. You know, they call it beggar's night. Uh, So they're going to move beggar's night. And I was a little upset about that. But whatever. I was just, yeah. I was just pissed. Just totally pissed. (laughs) (laughs) But it's no big deal. So, do you guys do a lot of that stuff? Dude, what the fuck? Um, Dude. My, it seems like Halloween, the last few years have fall, fell on a uh, night where my daughter was with her mother at her mother's house. So, we don't, and we don't have a lot of trick-or-treaters at our house for some reason. So, we haven't really done much. Of course, we decorate and we, you know, uh, go to the pumpkin patch and pick out our own pumpkins and, and carve them and stuff. But sure. as far as Halloween night, we really haven't done much the last few years. And now my daughter's 12, and she's going trick-or-treating with her friends this year. And again, she's not going to be with us, or me, and my wife. But right. um, she's about to age out of that, you trick-or-treating don't- anyways. I'm not trying to uh, cut you off or anything here, my friend, but like I'm, I'm a little terrified right now. Um, I am the only person in my house right now. I'm sitting in my office. We're doing this podcast, having a great time talking about Halloween and fun shit. But I, the door behind me just opened. Like I don't know what the hell's going on. Nobody well, else is in. in. Nobody's in this house. Except me. I don't know what's going on. What the frick, man? Ugh. You know what I it had is. something happened last night, actually. You Did know? you? I mean, it could have been my daughter, but Ugh. when I was up late, because I couldn't sleep, it was about 12.30, and I was sitting out in my living room. My wife was asleep in bed, and my daughter was asleep in bed. And I heard a big thud come from my daughter's room, but the end away from her bed. And I don't think it was her and I don't think anything fell over right and um, my wife and I we've actually talked about recently we've talked about or we've always talked about how we she doesn't really want me to investigate the house right and that's understandable because she's worried about what we might find but recently we've been talking about I might stick a recorder up there because it's weird over the last few months my daughter, when she wakes up in the middle of the night, if she comes down and 
you know, she'll ask for a hug or whatever. And then she goes back to bed. It's always been around the same time between 3 and 3.30. Really? And it might just be a weird... But I already know that there's stuff going on up there. Mostly, I notice it when she's not there. Well, that is, that is so we strange, may, we too. We may check it out. You know, any, maybe throwing a recorder up there or whatever, just letting it kind of run, you know, throughout the evening or whatever. You know, just keep it discreet or whatever, and it'll be fine. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't tell my daughter. And I, if yeah. I found anything too crazy, I probably wouldn't tell my wife either. You know, I got to tell you, man, um, I've been going over a lot of evidence lately. Um, especially because, you know, we shot the the sequel for A Brush With Evil. And it was weird because I'm doing this, like, we, we separated all this. Um, my my wife and all these ladies, they investigated. And then me and my group of guys investigated. And each, each I team... Heard, I mean, I'm not going to reveal on the air, but I heard you had quite the experience from Richard Rose. Yes, I did. Um... I got to hear about that. You know, I personally had a crazy experience, and I'll get there here in a second, um, because this kind of leads right into it. But as I'm going over evidence yesterday, I got literally the crap, like, I got the crap scared out of me. Like, it was ridiculous, because have you ever heard, like, this stereotypical ghost voice? female ghost voice that sounds like it starts a mile away and then gets closer but it also sounds like it's under some form of electronic interference at the same time so it's like you know what I mean yeah it's like that okay so I hear that that exact same thing and it's female and it sounds like it's far away and then it comes closer and does like the peak and then it falls um and it said something. It was saying something very specific. And it was saying my brother's name, James. So it went, James. Like, it was freaking weird. And it did it not once, but twice within like a minute and a half time span. And it was, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it sounded like uh, the movie, like, 13 Ghosts. Like, how those ghosts sound and things like that. I That's just watched what, that the other day. Oh. God, that movie. But yeah, that's kind of like the stereotypical ghost voice. That's what we captured in one specific part of the movie. Now, what's weird about it then, like getting into my experience, you know, Richard was the only one in the room with me when I was doing my isolation session. Now, my wife had this crazy idea to basically do sensory deprivation for all people doing any type of ISO session. Um, And so I'm literally tied to a chair. I can't move my legs. I can't move my arms because they're behind my back and tied behind the chair. Um, And I had earplugs in. And I was also blindfolded. Now, the earplugs or whatever that I had in were the kind that you twist really tight. They go all the way down into your ear canal and then expand out. So I'm literally only able to hear... Like myself and vibrations, basically, is how I was having to determine sound. Was like vibrations. Yeah, um, you could pick up a little bit. I know a very little, a little bit. bit from experience. Like if, if you open your mouth, you could pick up a little bit more. Yes, but yeah, exactly. You're pretty, pretty. Uh, oh, it, only just hear what's right next to you. Yeah. Now it was very, very intense stuff. Um, because what I ended up hearing 
was what appeared to be like a little girl and I was hearing her voice however she was trying to talk but I couldn't make out anything she was trying to say but you could definitely tell that it was a small or a a young girl Um, what's interesting about the whole thing is I was you know hearing this and I was under sensory deprivation now Richard who was also in the room more or less just filming you know not saying a word he was the whole fly on the wall type thing but uh, he didn't hear a damn thing However, his camera that he was holding and the microphone that we had sitting on the ground, both of those uh, picked up this female voice. So how is it that the, the electronics picked it up? I, under sensory deprivation, picked it up. But Richard, who was sitting there, didn't hear a thing. How is that possible? Like, well, I would think that it has to do with frequency. Fra- I mean, even if, even if, well, yeah, even if it's quiet, you're still picking up sounds. Like you're still right, right. You may not notice them, but they're still there, and it still kind of washes some stuff out. But you were completely yeah. like cut off from that, where yes. Richard wasn't. Correct. And I tell you what, man, like that took. Uh, I don't know. It took like the fear level to a whole new new area for me. Um, not being able to just use your senses, basically, you know, and then getting touched on my shoulder freaked me the hell out. I mean, that was it was just weird because you don't know what's going on. You don't know who it was that was touching you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. But there was a few times where um, I was feeling. And I say this feeling, obviously, um, footsteps out in the hallway area. And the only way I was really picking up on this was through uh, through tiny vibrations in my feet. You know, I could feel the floor moving or shaking a little bit. You know what I mean? Uh, it was just, it was a very weird experience for me. Um, I would highly suggest anybody to, to give it a try. <laughs> while you're uh, out there investigating because it's uh, it's a little weird. Just be careful. Don't freaking trip over anything or anything like that. So, yeah. It was just weird, man. I found, I found something actually about Halloween that people should give a try. Ooh. Yeah, hit me. Okay, so according to a tradition, if a person wears his or her clothes inside out and walks backwards on Halloween... He or she will see a witch at midnight. What? I don't know where the tradition came from, but I found it on multiple places. The same thing that this is a okay something that people think actually happens or can happen if you if you wear your clothes inside out and walk backwards. I didn't give them an amount of time you had to do it. I don't think you had to do it all day. <laughs> if you do it at some point, what the hell's um, the matter with Josh? <laughs> you might see a witch. Yeah, I think I'm going to try this. I, I think I'm going to try it. But I'm only going to do it for like 10 minutes. I'm only going to walk around backwards for <laughs> about 10 minutes. You need to get a video of you doing this with your clothes <laughs> set on walking around. And then at midnight, I think it, it doesn't matter where you are, but at midnight, a, a witch will find you. I love it. A witch is going to find me. going to find me a witch. That's going to be fun, man. I will give this a try. I promise. 
I did. I do have a couple other quick things. Yeah. About Halloween before we end that I wrote down that I thought were interesting. That there are still. It's not as widely done now, but there are still animal shelters around the country that will not allow you to adopt a black cat in the month of October because they're scared that you may sacrifice it. What? Apparently it's a, it's a, I mean, I had never heard of this, but apparently it's a thing or it's an urban legend. Sure, sure. That people would sacrifice black cats on Halloween. Now, I've heard of the black cat thing running in front of you as superstition, of course. Right. But I never heard of people sacrificing it, but I read an article where they actually had sources from certain shelters that said they will not allow people to adopt a black cat in the month of October. Dude, that is amazing. That is just crazy. I've never heard that before. Wow. So, I mean, those little kitties have to wait till November to get a home. <laughs> they said that a lot of, like, the ASPCA used to do that, but they've, you know, changed that now. And sure. It's going out of, um, you know, it's getting it's, less and less now, but it's still, there still are a few that you cannot adopt a black cat from. Dude, that is just amazing to me. Man. That's like one of those weird laws. Do you remember that? Like uh-huh. the weird law yeah, books? Yeah, I have actually. When I was a kid, I had one called yeah. Weird Laws. And I, I went through and I circled all the ones in the state that I lived yeah. in. And I still have that book. My daughter likes to read that book. Yeah, they're awesome books. They're freaking awesome. It's like weird laws and more weird laws and shit like that. It was great. Loved it. I also found another thing about Germany. There's a tradition in Germany. I don't know how many people do it, but they still do it now. It's their current thing where on Halloween they'll hide the knives that are in the house. Whoa. And the thought is so that the spirits won't hurt themselves. And I don't know how a knife would hurt a spirit. Right. But that they still do that. Some people <laughs> do that. They hide the knives out of respect for the dead so the dead that are roaming will not hurt themselves well, I mean, with that's, a knife that's left out. It's very thoughtful of them. <laughs> I love it. That is freaking crazy stuff, man. Ugh, I freaking love Halloween. And I tell you what, I think we're just going to wrap the show. And uh, I hope everybody out there has a good, safe Halloween. Stay safe. Don't get don't get too crazy out there. Um, enjoy the time with your kids or whatever. Um, or enjoy the time investigating whatever you guys are doing. Jason, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, I'd like to mention that this Friday, on, I did I recorded yesterday a roundtable on Phenomena Enema. Yes. Now, they were talking a lot, so I kind of didn't get much in, but I was <laughs> on the show, and I'll be on that podcast this Friday. That is awesome, dude. You're just all over the place with podcasts and, and different broadcasts, man. You're all over the place yeah. now. That's good. That's a good problem to have. <laughs> I freaking love it. All right, everybody. You have a great, safe Halloween, and we'll talk to you all very, very soon. Peace out. I make it a rule never to get involved with possessed people. Actually, it's more of a guideline rule.
and I know what I saw, and that's not what you're telling me what I saw. I